This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Jeff Halley, who is Oanda senior market analyst for Asia Pacific. Good morning from London, Jeff. How are you doing? Yes, and good afternoon from Asia. Wonderful to be here as ever. Great to have you back. Let's talk a little bit about the non-farm payroll figures on Friday before we go into this week. And the U.S. labor market continues its slow progress to normality. Firms hiring 390,000 workers in May. How did markets reflect on those figures? Yes, it was really a confirmation of the jolts job opening numbers we saw earlier in the week, which showed uh, something still like 11.3 million open positions in America. So there's two jobs for every unemployed American uh, in, in the United States at the moment. Non-farm payrolls came in higher than expected, came in at 390,000 jobs added. Uh, market forecasts were 325,000 jobs. That's slightly less than last month's uh, 420 odd thousand number, but it still shows a very robust economy. Now, the reactions we're seeing in the markets at the moment are extremely mechanical. And the underlying theme is, is that equity markets are desperately searching for any reason to buy uh, the dip and to call a structural low in equities. Now, that theme at the moment is Will the Fed have to hike as aggressively as it's signalling if the American economy is slowing? Uh, They didn't get that answer on Friday. In fact, they got exactly the opposite. We saw equities uh, fall. Uh, We saw the US dollar rise. We saw US yields firm somewhat. Gold fell as well. In fact, the only thing that bucked the trend really was was oil markets. So uh, very, very mechanical uh, volatility that we're seeing in the markets at the moment. And what about Beijing? Yeah, look, they've uh, eased restrictions there again. That follows from a, a substantial easing of restrictions in Shanghai last week. And uh, across Asia today, we've seen, uh, although we saw uh, the, the, the NASDAQ and the S&P fall by uh, just so around uh, 2% a little bit more on Friday, we've actually seen US stock futures rally this morning. And we've actually seen North Asia, which is much more high, highly correlated to the US markets. We've seen those markets rise as well. South Korea's on holiday, but uh, China markets are rallying strongly. Shanghai Comp, uh, CSI 300, up over 1%. Nikkei unwound all its early losses, and it's uh, slightly higher on the day, 0.62% higher. Um, Hong Kong's up 1.4%. Taiwan's up by about the same as well. The rest of Asia, ASEAN, is, is a bit mixed, and I think that is following on uh, from um, fr- from Friday and also because of uh, high oil prices, which we'll touch on later. And uh, Australian markets are slightly lower as well, but definitely uh, there's been a, a bit of a premium uh, or a tailwind, shall we say, introduced to Asian equities today by the fact that Beijing is reopening along with Shanghai, and thus that should be hopefully the worst over for the Chinese consumer. And you mentioned oil. Uh, looking at the numbers right now, Brent crude's uh, just over 120, WTI approaching that figure. Oil continues to rise, Jeff. Yeah, I think the markets are perhaps not looking at this as closely as they should do. They're ignoring the news that doesn't suit the narrative, basically. But it is a very important development. 
Uh, look, uh, we saw oil rise all through last week. Now, a lot of this is derived from the squeeze in petroleum and diesel supplies. So it's a refining bottleneck around the world that is underpinning these high crude prices. Obviously, if China is going to reopen more with, say, the Beijing news today, um, and that would also, by default, imply an increase in demand from, for oil from Chinese consumers as well. We also saw Saudi Arabia raise uh, export prices for oil to Asia and to Europe uh, over the weekend by higher than expected, over $2 a barrel, I, I believe. Um, and that's offset news that uh, the US will allow um, uh, Spain's Repsol and Italy's ENI to take delivery of a couple of uh, cargoes of Venezuelan crude oil uh, in payment. It's like a debt for oil agreement that was suspended due to sanctions. Um, now, that should ostensibly be bearish for uh, oil prices, but it's been subsumed in this Beijing reopening talk. But certainly oil prices are looking very, very constructive, uh, and they will act as a break on growth going forward if they stay at these levels. Let's look ahead to the next few days, Jeff. We've got some central bank rate hike announcements in your part of the world. And uh, I think in Europe later on in the week, where should we start? Well, let's start with Asia or Asia Pacific, shall we call it. So we've got the Reserve Bank of Australia tomorrow. And now they climbed off the fence and started hiking last month. I'm expecting a, a quarter of a percent from them tomorrow. Some people are saying 0.4%, but the Reserve Bank of Australia has been extremely cautious in their whole approach through this whole pandemic and post-pandemic. So um, I expect a quarter there. I think the Reserve Bank of India will be more interesting. Now inflation there is well above their 2 to 6% target, has been for a long time. But with an economic reopening and these uh, stagflationary uh, winds blowing through their economy. They actually had an unscheduled uh, rate hike last month. And so with this formal meeting, I'm expecting them to go at least another 40 to 50 basis points as well. That may weigh on uh, Indian stock markets, but be bullish uh, for the rupee in, in, in the short term. I think it's confirming this trend where some of the more recalcitrant or more dovish central banks are finally having to climb off the fence and start hiking monetary policy. I think Indonesia will be the next one off the block in Asia. Um, and then later in the week, we have the European Central Bank, uh, where Christine Lagarde has very clearly telegraphed what their plans are for the next uh, few months as well. We should see an announcement ending their quantitative easing programs uh, this month at the meeting, although no rate hike. I think that rate hike will come 25 basis points in, um, in, in July, although I, I think they will move at a glacial pace because uh, effectively the European economy is on monetary life support um, has been uh, since the global financial crisis because they've been quantitatively easing all that time. Um, but also they do have a war going on on their eastern borders and that is complicating the inflation outlook for Europe. They're in a wartime economy, even if it's not an official one. So the, the ECB is a, it can't really move as aggressively as, say, the Federal Reserve. Now, whether that's supportive for the euro or not, um, I'm a bit 50-50 on that one. I think if we see hikes from uh, the US uh, in the next week, uh, then that uh, euro downtrend could well resume. 
Hell of a long time, isn't it, to be on monetary support? Middle of 2022, and the uh, GFC goes back a very long way. Yeah, it is. And I'm not quite sure why people were so bullish on the outlook for Europe for many years. Not to disparage Europe at all, but when you have to hold rates at minus 0.5%, and you'll probably be hiking them next month to minus 0.25%, that still doesn't sing... uh, economic recovery from the chandeliers to my mind so uh them and and, and the bank of japan i think uh you know we shouldn't expect too much excitement from them uh in the next uh, few months perhaps more importantly on friday jeff we've got the u.s inflation numbers which could be key in terms of whether interest rates are going to be hiked further than we thought Yes, I think we're going to see a very uh, binary outcome there again, much like the non-farm payrolls this past Friday. Uh, US inflation, headline inflation, is still expected to print at 8.3%, so that would be holding steady from uh, the previous month in April, uh, but that's still well above the sort of 2% target for the Federal Reserve. So that should keep their uh, 0.5% hikes over the next two months on track. I think if we see a number like that, we're going to see what we saw on Friday. We're going to see stock markets get sold again. We're going to see the US dollar rise, uh, potentially commodity prices come off, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I I believe that we will see a mechanical reaction like that. If that number falls below 8%, I think the equity market will get uh, reinvigorated with their less Fed hiking strategy. And that could well see equity markets rally quite sharply into Friday. So very binary outcomes. So buy everything on a low inflation number, sell everything on a high inflation number, very much like last Friday. Jeff, thanks very much for joining us. It'll be very interesting to see how it pans out this week. A pleasure. Have a great week ahead, everybody. This is the Oanda Podcast.